Hello, and welcome back to the Cardinals Cast podcast. The All-Star break's over, and the trade deadline is fast approaching. Let's get into it. Well, the All-Star break has come and gone, and we're back, and we're playing baseball again. So before we start talking about baseball, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, All-Star game and those festivities. Um, I didn't get to watch the All-Star game because I was at Philmont Scout Ranch. Oh, yeah? In uh, Cimarron, New Mexico. Yeah, I have a, I actually have a few of my work buddies that are going there next week for yeah. scouts. Yeah. What a coincidence, huh? I didn't get to watch the actual game. Um, I saw, obviously, highlights like uh, Andres Jimenez's double play where he flipped it behind his back. That was pretty fantastic. But I did, however, watch the home run derby um, for the obvious yeah. reason that Albert Pujols was in the home run derby. Um, and let me tell you, I was really surprised that Kyle Schwarber could not find a groove in that first round and Albert was able to keep going. I really yeah. didn't think Albert had a chance against Schwarber. Yeah, and uh, neither did John Boy. He was really hating on the whole idea of Pujols in the home run derby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, everybody has their own opinions. <laughs> yeah. And um, I could, I could kind of see him. I thought... I also thought uh, Pujols wasn't going to be able to stand up to the younger guys, but uh, I don't know if Schwarber just couldn't find a, a group. Yeah. He never looked comfortable. My big thing is I did not really, and I know a lot of people did. I did not want Pete Alonzo to go three in a row. Full disclaimer. I'm not a big Pete Alonzo fan personally. Um, So I was very happy that it was a Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez uh, uh, final. But I was also like, oh, man, who do I root for? Because Julio, you know, they're both like young, really fun to watch guys. So I was like, "Mm." so I picked Juan Soto. Uh, Juan Soto ended up winning, which is pretty fantastic. Um, And then it's going to Seattle next year. So Julio Rodriguez has a chance to run it back and get it back in his home stadium. Um, but it was nice to see Soto win. Um, especially considering the fact of all, all that going on with the nationals, not chartering him a flight kind of yeah. flight commercial and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So that was, that was interesting. Either way it was going to go to the Dominican Republic though. It was like Pete Alonso. And then it was like, what it was like Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto, and then Albert Pujols or something like that. Yeah, it was like all all Dominican guys, except Pete Alonso. Except Pete Alonso. Oh, yeah. Meet Pete is what they call him. What a what a name, huh? The polar bear. <laughs> I like polar bear better than Big Meat Pete personally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, just a quick look at the standings. The uh, Cardinals are still in second place. They are, I believe, they're two and a half games. Two and back, a half games back yeah. of Milwaukee, and they are in the last place, uh, the third wild card spot. 
behind uh, the Padres and Atlanta. Yeah. So, you know, we still have um, a lot of baseball that we played whole second half, basically. So being only two and a half games back away from winning our division is big because, you know, from now on, it's going to be a constant race unless something happens where the Brewers kind of fall off the face of the earth like the Padres did last year. Um, it's still probably going to be a tight race between us and the Brewers. Um, but the fact that we're also still holding our wild card spot is also really big, in my opinion. Being able to have the chance to not only win the division, but also still have that backup where we still are in a wild card, which, you know, remember, it's no longer a one game series anymore. You have a better chance of continuing on as a wild card team. Um, we're looking pretty comfortable. I would like to get a lot more wins and hopefully win the division. Um, yeah. and maybe, um, maybe get a buy, but that's going to be really hard. Cause I think even if the postseason started now, even that, even though Milwaukee win, win, wins the NL central, um, it's still a, it's still going to be a wild card game between, um, the two of us. Cause I think the only two teams that get a buy in the NL would be the Dodgers right now and the Mets. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you're more comfortable with the Cardinals position uh, than I am because, like, the Phillies are only a half game back um, after getting swept by the Cubs. So, like, we're, we're really close to just not being in the playoffs. Like, it's, like, really shaky. And you're only getting consistent offensive production from Goldschmidt basically at the moment. Yeah. The last Cincinnati game we had or something like that was like, he was the entire offense. All three yeah. runs batted in because of two home runs. It's crazy. So you're hoping no one and Tyler O'Neill can help now that he's back. But um, I think he's starting to get in a little bit of a better groove now that Ollie put him in the second spot. I think he's taken a little yeah. bit of a better, better at bats recently, which is nice to see. Um, I think Ali mentioned earlier that if we really want to, you know, do well in the second half, Tyler O'Neill's got to be the guy that he was in last year's second half, where not only he was hitting a lot of home runs, but he was also taking walks and taking good at bats where he could shoot things to right field. Um, and because he's fast, he can get a double out of it and get into scoring position. Um so, yeah, I, I do think right now it is not necessarily um, the, the exact comfiest chair in the spot. Um, yeah. But I do, I do like the fact that we're holding those things on right now and still with plenty of baseball to be played can hopefully continue to build off of that instead of keeping it close. I'm hoping that we can take this spot and build from that and keep climbing the ladder up and up and up the standings to get to a – um, to a spot to where instead of sitting down on the couch, we're laying down on the couch because we don't have to worry about somebody else coming to take our spot, you know? Yeah. So we're getting close to the trade deadline on August 2nd. Very close. So, yeah. so one of the biggest names that's being thrown out is the home run derby winner himself, Juan Soto. And yeah. many, even like Trevor Plouffe on Talking Baseball, was um, hyping up the Cardinals as like the number one spot 
Yeah, a lot and, of people. Like, and his reason, their reasoning was pretty good because, like, after this year, like, Wainwright comes off the books, Molina comes off the books, and like they have some, like, a lot of free space on the books. Uh, yeah, we will sign. Have, we'll definitely have the money to sign an, an extension. My yeah. whole thing is when they talk about actually giving a trade, I it, and this is just me. I feel like we're we have. I mean, obviously, Juan Soto, only twenty three, already an elite player. And if you can, whatever team is going to actually get him and sign him, is going to have one of the best hitters, debatably of all time in baseball for the next. 10, 15 years because he's only 23, which is why his value is so exponentially bigger because of how young he is. How much teams would have to give up, especially as Cardinals, kind of scares me a little bit because a lot of people are talking about giving away Dylan Carlson, which I can see, you know, giving away Dylan Carlson, but replacing with Juan Soto is not necessarily that bad outfielder for an outfielder kind of a thing. But then we're also going to be getting rid of like, almost all of our top prospects and like Mason Wynn, Jordan Walker, Matthew Libertor, like, like we're basically deplete, like not super depleting our farm system, but all the big names that we've been talking about and we've been able to hear over these last like two seasons are just going to disappear. And I'm, I, and that kind of, that kind of scares me that we're putting in all this much into Juan Soto, who is a, you know, obviously one of the best and has proven himself in the big leagues. I just, I don't know how I feel about, you know, giving up so much for one guy who I guess could arguably help us win a world series. Um, but I, you know, I mean, I'm like long-term, I don't, I don't know how much I agree with that. If it happens, it happens. Hey, I'm not the GM, you know, I'm not making that much money. Um, but to me, it's kind of scary. What about you? What do you think about that kind of stuff? I don't know. I'm not that scared because prospects don't, they don't pan out usually, you know, like Juan Soto is, is like, like one in a million kind of guy, you know? And like, you name the top 10 prospects um, in a farm system. You come back five years later, maybe two, you of know, them. maybe two, two of them. Around. Yeah. Two of them are in the big leagues. The rest of them are, you know, maybe gone. And then, they have like decent careers, but Juan Soto is just on a whole different level. I, I don't really mind giving up some prospects. Um, yeah. And I think the Jordan Walker Mason win thing is a little bit, not as of an issue considering the fact that we'd hopefully have Arnado for a longer time. And we also have Edmund and Brandon Donovan who can play the left side of the infield, you know, at an elite level there as well. Um but do we really like, I think, I think my biggest thing is Libertor being that like, we hope that he can be a pitcher for us considering that's like, you know, every time we talk about the Cardinals and whether it's us or other people, they're always like, ah, Cardinals starting pitching without Flaherty <laughs> is kind of bad. And I'm like, man, alive. Yeah. You know, like we, we still haven't had that one consistently really, really good pitcher to get us through things, which, you know, I guess if we have Juan Soto and you're scoring 15 runs an inning or 
a, you know, like the, like the Blue Jays did against Boston the other night, I guess you don't really need pitching. You know, you can let them score another six or seven because you're up by 10 already. I don't know. Yeah. So my thought is I don't care about giving rid of prospects, but I'm not sure that Juan Soto is the best guy to give up prospects for. You know, I think maybe you go after a, a high-end pitcher or a, even just some middle-level pitchers. Um, some of the names, like uh, I was looking at, like, news and rumors. Some of the names are, like, Luis Castillo uh, for the from the Reds. Yeah, and he's, Pablo. you know, Luis Castillo is really good, except against the Cardinals. But if he plays for the yeah. Cardinals, then he's just really good, you know? Yeah. Uh, they also brought up Pablo Lopez from the Marlins, who's been – he's been pretty good. I mean, he's not the best pitcher in baseball, but he'll eat up in innings and uh, really help the team. Yeah. So, like, most of the guys they are listing was, like, middle of rotation guys on losing teams – we probably could get pretty cheap and we got all these prospects. Like why not? Why not make a bunch of smaller moves that can add up to a big thing rather than spending it all on just, you know, one big ticket. I, I would like to think that that is what we're going to do this trade deadline. Um, I honestly would be very surprised if Juan Soto does come to the St. Louis Cardinals. I, I truly believe that he's going to get traded to some team. Maybe, maybe he might not even get traded. You know, like even though they're saying they're probably going to trade him, some team, depending on the team, they might not want to spend all that much right now. So I'm, I think that a lot of the teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers who will have that much money, I think honestly, they're just kind of, kind of wait in the back until he's a free agent in two years and then offer him a lot of money to come and play for their winning team. But you never know. Yeah. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. Whatever's happening with Juan Zoto, if he doesn't move from Washington, you know, we've just wasted our breath talking about all this stuff. But Hor- yeah. if he does move wherever he goes, he's going to make a huge impact. Obviously. I mean, he's a face. Yeah. He's, you know, they're going to make him the face of the franchise. Whoever he is, I've seen, I saw something where he, you know, people were saying, Oh, we could go to the Orioles, you know, I think that'd be fun, but you know, the Orioles are only just a little bit better than the nationals at the moment, you know? Yeah. That's another thing they uh, brought up. Uh, Thanks for mentioning that. Like we're getting rid of like Wainwright's going to be gone. Molina's going to be gone. We need like a, like another face of the franchise, you know, like Goldschmidt, Arenado and Soto. Those would be like, like, big faces like Pujols and Holiday and the guys of like 10 plus years ago, you know? Yeah. And it's never like St. Louis has had a problem with filling up the stands. We're consistently one of the most viewed, most visited ballparks in all of major league baseball. So it's not like we need a face of the franchise to bring people in. However, some teams do, you know, like the Orioles have been getting into recent uptick in a lot of their, Baltimore people going out to watch it because they've been getting a lot better playing more consistent baseball. Um, But one of the big arguments I heard for him potentially going to the Orioles is that if they make him the face of that franchise and like 
they're already start like their rebuild is already looking like it is on the right direction with Adley Rushman. Um, and, you know, they just had their number one, number one draft pick in Matt Holiday's son, you know, like their, their rebuild is going the right way. And if they make him the big guy, you know, it could potentially, yeah. you know, make them one of the franchises that people talk about forever. You know, that like, you know, how we talk about like a certain year of the Yankees or like the 2011 Cardinals that win the World Series. It could potentially be yeah. the 2026 Baltimore Orioles were just, you know, completely yeah. blew out proportions, blew out all these standing and ratings win, you know, win the NL or the e the AL East after like however many years. Yeah. You never know. This is this is a big, big storyline happening right now. And I think I think it's good for baseball because it's getting like it's getting news out, you know, and it's making it a little more like fussy. I don't remember getting this excited about a trade deadline in a while just because of how yeah. big of a caliber this guy is. Yeah, what what I what I don't want and what I kind of dreading is the Cardinals just basically do nothing at the trade deadline. Get like another low end like rental. Not guy, exciting like thing, yeah. Lester or half, J half. And you're just like, why, dude? You could have gotten like Luis Castillo and you just get this I really guys think, at the end of his career. Yeah, no, I really think if we get Luis Castillo, that will definitely help us. Because like I said, he's been, you know, a very good pitcher to almost every other baseball team, except for some reason, the St. Louis Cardinals, we seem to get to him. But if he's on our team, obviously he's not going to have to face our guys. And being that St. Louis is a, uh, you know, a pitcher's ballpark, if he can induce a lot of ground balls, he's got the best defense behind him. You know, I, yeah. I feel like Luis Castillo would be a really good fit for the St. Louis Cardinals right now. I feel like he would be a big help, like maybe like an underrated help, you know, kind of like the guy who gets a lot of assists, who doesn't really get talked about because he didn't make the shot, but everybody's like, oh yeah, he he played a role and an important role. And uh, also, you were talking about how Luis Castillo is consistently bad against the uh, Cardinals. Well, apparently Adam Wainwright is consistently bad against the In Reds. Cincinnati, it's so weird. <laughs> It's so weird because they're like they're not really that good of a team, and he's like, I'm not taking my old old man walk at Great American Ballpark, right? Yeah, <laughs> just I bad gotta see vibes. some other part. Yeah, bad vibes. Yeah. It's just strange. Like baseball's weird, dude. Like he was like pitching really well against a really good team, the Dodgers, and then he comes to Cincinnati and he gives up a bunch of runs. Like yeah. it's crazy. Like. <sighs> It's a fickle it's thing, you know? Yeah. Even Major League ball, Baseball players, it sometimes gets in their head. Um, and speaking of, you know, Cincinnati and pitching, Steven Matz made another start, and then he messed, messed, up, his, messed up his knee trying yeah. to feel the ball, and now he's gone again. He's been a little, little disappointing, little disappointing being how many times he's on the IL and not really – not really doing anything for us for what we want him to do and now you kind of have to trade for another pitcher because he's gone like if he had come back you'd have okay you got wainwright you got mats you can tr kind of try to figure out you know yeah finagle way out with michaelis and yeah. Palante, you know fitting you in got there. michaelis 
Yeah. Uh, maybe Flaherty back at some point, but now Mass is gone probably for the rest of the season. You just it's really I hard need pitching. You... Need pitching again as a St. Louis Cardinals yeah. staff. So it's the story of our lives. Uh, you know, I think you know even with Harrison Bader being out, Dylan Carlson, I think has been playing a very good role in center field. You know, I think he takes yeah. charge, which is really good. And then having Tyler O'Neill back is huge. I think having Tyler O'Neill back is big, not only because his bat can be big, but I feel like the way he holds himself, you know, definitely helps the team. Like Bader is like the high energy, you know, everything is moving. Let's go, go, go. Um, and even though yeah. Tyler O'Neill is a little more stoic, I think the way he just, you know, holds himself, you know, always tall, you know, this big guy, he's like focused on working and then grinding it out. I think that does bring a good vibe to the team, especially in the yeah. situation where we are in the last last few months and we need to grind it out. We need to, you know, pedal to the metal, grit our teeth, make sure we get this thing going, you know? Yeah. So uh, today was an off day for the Cardinals and uh, tomorrow they're going to the Rogers center in Toronto to face uh, the Blue Jays. Um, so uh, apparently Goldie and Arenado were unvaccinated, so they can't go. They cannot cross of, that Canadian border. Yeah. Because of uh, some like vaccination rules. Uh, yeah. It's a two game set. So at least it's not more games. But yeah. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. It still I, hurts when like your top two offensive players. Yeah. Especially Goldie, who's NL player play. of the week this week again. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I mean, being that it's only two games, it shouldn't be too bad. And hopefully we can still, you know, win those games even without them kind of prove that, you know, even without them, we're still feisty enough to scrap some things together. Um, but I was talking and I was like, if we lose the postseason and we can't get into it because we're like one and a half game back or two games back, I'm going to be so upset, you know? Yeah. It's going to be like, Ugh! like if it's those two games, you know, because if, if we lose by like, two or one and a half or half a game back and we can't make the postseason because we lose these two games and we lose this Toronto series, the two game series, everybody's going to be pointing their fingers and be like, it's because we didn't have Arnado and Goldie on these two games could have won the season, you know, all those what ifs, but hopefully we're scrappy enough to, to get some wins tomorrow and Wednesday. Yeah. I don't know who's starting those games. Um, Let me look. The draft uh, occurred. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really care too much about the draft because um, it's not as big as the NFL draft where the guys come in and play the next year. Right. You know, because it takes it takes a while to be in the minors and then yeah. go up. You know, I think the biggest I mean, the biggest thing everybody talked about was the number one overall, which was Matt Holiday's son going to the Baltimore Orioles, which I think is very good for their system. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, when he eventually gets called up, he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, the major league, major league baseball draft has always been a little underwhelming compared to a bunch of other ones, just for the sake of how baseball is, you know, with basketball and NFL, you can come in right away and already yeah. make a huge impact. Um but with baseball, you kind of need to kind of work your way up through the system. Yeah. So um, tomorrow it's Palante and 
wins this win, right? Okay. I am I, I do like Palante. I think he I think he does a good job, especially for what is going on right now. I think, you know, obviously yeah. there's room for improvement. Um, but since we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel with starting pitching anyway, I think he's doing a good job at being, you know, a decent enough pitcher to keep us within striking distance of ball games. I don't think he's pitched too many games where it's been, you know, like, ah, we can't really come back from this. You know, I think he's been able to keep us within at least two or three. Yeah. The only thing with like Palante and all these other like rookie pitchers is like in the minor leagues, they don't pitch that many innings, you know, they don't play 162. So maybe you get to a point where they get tired and then, they're, Give up an Alex uh, Reyes pitch in the wild card game. You never know. Yeah, or they or they get injured, you know? Yeah. And then you're just in the same bad situation. Um but yeah, he's been pretty good. Um I also saw uh another draft thing is that Mark McGuire's kid, Mason, mm. went in the eighth round to the Cubs. Interesting. Hmm, quite interesting. That could be fun yeah. having Mark McGuire's kid as a cub if he gets called up then, or if or if we potentially take him away before they get him or something. Or maybe the A's even take him before we get him. Mark McGuire used to be on the A's for a little bit. Yeah. You know, that could be fun. That could be fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, last last few months of the season, Cardinals, it's grit and grind time. You know, it's still an uphill battle, but I think I think we got it. I think we can see the light at the end of the tunnel and I feel like we can make it. We just got to keep running. We can't slow down. Um, You know, uh, this trade deadline, I think, depending on what happens with the Cardinals, can either make it or break it. Yeah, I, I really think that this trade line trade line, this trade deadline is probably one of the biggest that we've had so far in this franchise. Um not only for the sake of that we're kind of right, you know, we're in the thick of things right now, but especially the fact that we want to end, you know, Yachty and Pujols' and potentially Wainwright's last year in a good way. You know, there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on that too, to end their careers with at least a good postseason push, if not go all the way. Yeah. I think this trade deadline will be like the difference between like a borderline playoff team, like kind of mediocre to like a solid team with depth um, going into the playoffs. Yeah. Still plenty of baseball to be played, but we're, we're almost getting there. This season has gone by very quick. Yeah. It's kind of blinking an eye and you'll miss it. School's starting back up again. Summer's almost over. Man. Man. Faster and faster. All right. See you in St. Louis. I'll see you in St. Louis next weekend. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please tell your friends and family about it so we can grow our audience. And check back next week. See ya.